So I've been asked to move away a little bit from the textual lessons and uh, get on some particular topics for a while. So we'll get back to John later, but um, I think this is an important topic that we're going to talk about today. One of them, it starts off with lemons. Who here likes lemonade? Woohoo! Lemonade. Who here likes a lot of lemonade? Really? When you hear the phrase, when life sets you up with lemons, you make lemonade. Okay, I have an example here of lemonade. Though it is not lemonade, it's actually passion fruit. I like those additives. But when life gives you a bunch of lemons, you make lemonade. And it's the idea of do the best you can with the situation you're in. And try not to make it hard on everybody else around you. Just work it through. Well, lemons can be kind of tough because they are sour. And the reality is when we focus on those lemons, we sometimes get sour. And that sour impacts others. If you're having a bad day or a bad week, or a bad year, and you're sharing that all the time, it's nice to have people around you who you can share with, isn't it? But if you pick on one person all the time and you share all that negative, negative, negative with the one person, they're gonna to get to the point of what? I really don't wanna hear you anymore. I can't hear you anymore because you're affecting my life. Well, sometimes it happens. And soon, sometimes, when all you have is lemons, all you do is complain. I've done it. Anybody here done that? Anybody here complain, 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 and that's all everybody hears? Complain, complain, complain? Well, I would say it's normal. It's human. So what I would like to do when I have that concept in my mind, because <clears throat> I've done it to my wife, poor old Crystal, I've complained to her, I've complained to her, I've complained to her, and it gets to the point where now she gets angry, not just at me, but anybody who might make me feel upset and bad. Anybody here like it when people make you feel bad constantly? You're not doing it right, you dummy. Well, it doesn't make you feel good. Let's change a little bit of the topics. Let's change a little bit of it. Here's what I do. Here, it's in my pocket. We add flavor. Flavor to our lemonade. And right here I have some... Oh, I got the wrong flavor. It's passion fruit again, so it's not going to change the color. I like grape. You add some flavor, you get a different color, don't you? You get a different color, you get a different taste. The lesson is called, Faith is the Victory. If you want to hear about a different flavor, let's talk about the flavor that comes from Jesus. And the first point is this. Living by faith. So pretend I'm adding strawberry flavor to my lemonade. I like strawberry flavor. Strawberry's not bad. In fact, it's pretty good. 
Here's the strawberry that might be good for us, especially when we're going through hard times. The Christian counselor. You know, the preacher is not always a good counselor, depending on who you are. If you have a certain relationship with that preacher and you can deal with things in an appropriate way, that's good. But if you're abusing the preacher, you might want to look and turn to somebody else, like a Christian counselor. The Christian counselor has a way to go home after that hour session. The spouse doesn't. The preacher works for the people. It's kind of hard. But the Christian counselor has some coping teachings that goes on, has some ways to bring you some advice. And it's not a bad thing. Although I do don't mind hearing people's challenges because we are brothers and sisters in Christ, are we not? One way we can deal with those lemons is to talk to somebody that we understand will have our best interests at heart. The Christian counselor is a good person that'll do that. They can help you get the right perspective in suffering. Now, the elders here have helped people with Christian counseling. And so they're not opposed to it because we know it's necessary. In certain situations, I remember when my dad was going through some issues. All right, he's in his 70s now or late 60s. My mom has been sick chronically for years. Now, my dad's not a dummy. He's been an elder a long time. He's dealt with other people's sufferings, but now he's involved in his own. What does he hear in the background? My mom moaning. Okay, we got some nurses here. You know when people are moaning, they're not feeling good, right? And it's hard to listen to all the time. Now, put yourself in the place of a husband or a wife. My mom couldn't help it. But she couldn't go to church. You know, my whole life, we always went to church. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and activities. Going to worship with people is a big part of our life. But now my mom's not going. She can't go. My dad's doing the laundry. My dad's hearing the moaning. My dad doesn't have the kids around. My dad's doing the cooking. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle. How easily offended do you think he can be with other people? Man! If he just didn't have the wherewithal to be controlled, I wonder. So I told my dad, he complained to me, he he expressed his thoughts. She's not going to church. Dad, she can't. She can't. When my wife was ill, (laughs) it kind of took the opposite. I wanted to stay home with the kids and take care of my wife or just lie there in a little bit of depression. 
You know what she told me? You get those kids to church. Get up and get them to church. I didn't need to hear that a hundred times. I got it. And I went to church. Page 469 in your book is the song that we sang, Faith is the Victory. Faith is the victory. <clears throat> Encamped along the hills of light, these Christian soldiers rise and press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies against the foe and veils below. Let all the strength be hurled. Faith is the victory. We should know that overcomes the world. And I can see it on your faces. You're smiling. You know the impact of that song. It's a good thing for me to be in front of all of you because if you're in back of everybody, it sure is hard to see everybody's faces. I can see your faces. I know when things are impacting you. Faith is the victory. Add some strawberry to that lemonade. Faith is the victory. And what does this song go over? It goes over our enemies. It goes over death. And it tells us, Push on. Push on. You're almost at the finish line. Woohoo! Keep it up. Don't give in. As any good coach would do, right? Don't give in. Faith is the victory. Now, Christians can receive a great deal of encouragement in our faith in God. Is your faith shaking? When my wife was ill, you guarantee it my faith was shaking. I didn't give up. Maybe it wasn't really shaking. I was just going through something. I stayed the race, finished that course, but boy, did I need people around me. Did I need their encouragement? Are you asking why a lot? Why is God letting me go through this? Why is this issue happening to me? Well, if you're not there yet, you will be. It's just a matter of time. For some of us. Hebrews 11.3 says this, Now faith, or faithfulness, is the assurance of things hoped for through Christ, the conviction of things not seen. And then we get into Hebrews 11, right? What do we call Hebrews 11? The hall of... Have you ever looked at the descriptions of all those people and what they went through? I think it was Isaiah who was cut in two with a saw. That's talked about in Hebrews. Whoo! I tell you, where did they put their trust? Where was their faith? What victory were they looking for? They were looking for... God's help. Did they get it? Did the suffering go away? No. We press on through the goal, through the line. We don't give up. We don't stop. We be careful. Second point, hold on to the promises. Sometimes I like cherry flavor. Cherry flavor is pretty good when I'm getting a lot of lemonade. We just add that cherry flavor in. What's the cherry flavor? At least in the lesson, it's the promises of God. 
Has God ever, ever gone back on his promises? Has he ever gone back on his promises? No, he never has. For me, that helps. I think of Abraham. Abraham. He was given a promise, wasn't he? A great nation. Did he see it? Well, you barely saw his boy of promise grow up. Isaac. Abraham considered himself a sojourner. What does that say about this life? He wasn't looking for a long stay here, although he probably will live and had lived longer than any of us. But he was looking for something greater, better, a better promise. He was a sojourner. Turn to 452, standing on the promises of God. Oh, <laughs> you know, how many of us, if you don't, you might want to raise your hand. How many of us have a Bible next to our bed, our bed stand? Okay, we read, might read it at night before we go to sleep. How many have a Bible on their stand where you watch TV? All right, some of us can put the TV down for a moment, take that Bible when it's needed. How many of us have a songbook to go right next to our Bible? You know, there's a lot of songs in here that have words that are unbelievable. I'm seeing some heads shake up and down that are unbelievably encouraging. Look at the topics. God's praise and adoration, God's love and praise, Savior praise and adoration, Savior sacrifice, Savior's leadership, worship God, Christian assurance, Christian life, consecration and devotion, prayer, heaven's call, spirituals. I like the spirituals. Page 452, standing on the promises. It's important to know and be reminded on a regular basis that we stand on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God, I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. Put it by your stand. Take a book home. Elders, I hope you don't mind. I'm giving away our books. Take it home with you. And read. Sing. Because we're coming to the end. We need to be pushed through that line sometimes. Come on, guys. I see you sweating it out. It's tough, but we can win that race with God's help. Let's press on forward. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 17 through 20. Not a bad passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 17 through 20. 
Here's Paul writing. Was I vacillating when I wanted to do this? Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaim among you, Sylvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to the glory of God. Our reliance should not be on our bodies. Our bodies are going to fail. They're going to pickle up and shrivel. Our reliance should not be on our brain. Our reliance should not be on our job, our vocation. Our reliance should be on Christ. And Christ alone. I can't give you a better message than that to cross the finish line. But I know what it feels like when you have no hope. When all you can see is the pain and the struggle and the challenges of a loved one. It's demoralizing. And you're trying to fix it. But you can't. Through your own methods. Only through Christ. Can we fix any of this? Who was I talking to? I don't remember. Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. How's it going, Rhonda? It's going all right. And then we got into, it's a good thing we have Jesus. And she says, absolutely. 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 I tell you, that's a flavor that'll change your lemonade. So we get to the third point, and this is my favorite flavor. I don't have it up here. It tells you a lot. Grape. Grape. Grape is my favorite. I can't drink grape juice anymore because it kills my system. But I love the grape juice, the flavor. And to me, that's the Holy Spirit. And as Christians, what's the first gift we received? At least talked about in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Tell me, when did that leave you? Did it leave you when your arm and shoulder was hurt so you couldn't play football? Yeah, both of you. Did it leave you when you struggle with those loans and have a hard year and can't pay it back yet? Did the Holy Spirit leave you then? When your child died, did the Holy Spirit leave? When your parents died, your spouse is sick. 
if I haven't conveyed that idea to you very well, I apologize. He hasn't left. Unless you kicked him out. But he hasn't left. He didn't leave me when I didn't want to go to church. He didn't leave me when I went anyway but didn't hear a word of the sermon. He didn't leave me when all I could think about were my kids and how am I going to train my daughter? I'm not a woman. I told my wife that. She says, it'll work out. She was pretty calm sometimes. When I was not, and she was the one that was sick. It all affects us. We need each other. Just be careful about abusing that situation. The gift was given to us at our resurrection from this world. We died, we're buried, and resurrected to a new life. Has the reality of this resurrection changed? Aren't you in a new life right now? When did that change? When did it go away? Oh, that, was that worldly stuff we deal with. Not only were we uplifted from sin because of Jesus Christ, we will be lifted up from this world because of Jesus Christ. And if you are in Christ, that's a guarantee. Dwell on the guarantee. Dwell on the promises. Because that suffering won't give you an inch. It won't give you any inch. You talk to a coach of wrestling. Whom is that opponent going to give you an inch? Not going to give you an inch at all. You have to get in there. You have to get down. You've got to get those elbows in so they don't tap you this way. You've got to get your legs right. You've got to stand firm. Go all the way to the end. As long as we remain faithful has the gift of the Holy Spirit left us? There's a song. It's not in the song book, otherwise I'd have you turn to the page. Heavenly Father, we appreciate you. Heavenly Father, we appreciate you. Heavenly Father, we appreciate you. We love you, adore you, we bow down before you. Heavenly Father, we appreciate you. Son of God, what a wonder you are. Son of God, what a wonder you are. You love us, adore you, us. And I forget the rest of that part, but it gets to the Holy Spirit. See, i got to add my extras in there. You know it's me. That's the whole thing. It's not me. God works through my weaknesses. And I couldn't remember the song. Guess what? i got a weakness. Holy Spirit, what a wonder you are. 
Holy Spirit, what a wonder you are. What a comfort you are. See, I went back again. You lead us, you guide us, you dwell right inside us. Holy Spirit, what a comfort you are. Remain steadfast. The lesson is called Faith is the Victory. The first point is living by faith. The second point is promises of God. The third point is the Holy Spirit. It was good to see so many people taking notes. I've learned there's others that take notes that I couldn't see. And they study it throughout the week. If there's anybody who has any needs, we all know you got them. If you have things you're suffering with and you're doing it quietly, stop it. Let other people know. Come forward now as together we stand and sing. Yeah,